The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. To mark World MS Day on Tuesday of next week, MS Ireland and Novartis are showcasing portraits of people across the country living with MS and how medical advances over the past three decades have impacted on the lives of those who have MS. Now, joining me now is uh, Andy Walsh, a proud Mayo man living with MS, and Dr Hugh Carney, a neurology consultant at St James Hospital in Dublin. Good morning and welcome to you both. Um, Andy, first of all, um, you're relatively recently diagnosed. I am, Pat, yes. And I'm just going to add, first of all, you said that I'm a proud Mayo man living with what MS. I like to add, I'm someone who is actually living well with MS. Um, yeah, I'm pretty new to the game. I was diagnosed in uh, 2020. So Do you um, remember the, the, the time? What happened to you that brought you to the attention of diagnostics? Pat, I was actually diagnosed by uh, accident, if you like. Um, Thursday, March 12, 2020, it's a day that's etched in a lot of people's minds. Uh, that famous speech by Leo Varadkar. From, oh, in, in from New Washington. York or in Washington, yeah, yeah. on well, the steps of the embassy. Exactly. Well, I actually presented to the Gower Clinic for an MRI. Uh, I was having trouble actually with my walk. Uh, it was with my right foot predominantly. Um, uh, I was tripping up and, and a few other bits and pieces. So I actually presented for an MRI thinking I had a trapped nerve or a slip disc or something wrong with my back. So presented to uh, Gower Clinic, had an MRI and to be called in and to be told, uh, Mr. Walsh, something showed up in your scan. We need to admit you. So I'm out sitting out, out in the waiting room. I'm waiting for a bed and Leo comes on the television and he has that famous speech. So, and that, you know, that had a lot of implications as such. Sure. But for me, it had a, a lot more because I, I left hospital about, about a week later, I, that, while I was in hospital, I had a couple more MRIs, I had lumbar punctures, left with a diagnosis of muscle sclerosis, uh, left to a very different world, both outside and sure. inside. Now, you say you are living well with uh, MS. Um, how did you come to terms with it, that, that this was going to be life changing? Um, I suppose... <laughs> There was a lot, there was, I had to think a lot, you know, I suppose what, what really helped me, first of all, because it was lockdown and there was nothing going on. So a lot I, of the things that you used to do were not correct. happening. I was involved in coaching soccer and coaching Gaelic. I, learned, I, I lived a very active life, so, you know, life involved in motorsports as well, as I said. Um, so I, I, I went from, from all that to suddenly a diagnosis of MS I had to come to terms with. But thankfully, there was nothing else going on in the world. So I had the time to slow down, uh, look online, find... Uh, I, I was looking online and I was looking for examples of people that had MS. How would I come to terms with this? How would it change my life? And I suppose it was it was hard to find anyone. I, I couldn't find anyone online who had MS that was leading a normal life. But I found MS Ireland and all the supports they have online. Yeah. And that's, that's what helped me a lot. Now, you're very active and then suddenly because of COVID, as well as uh, the diagnosis, uh, you end up being more inactive than you'd ever been in your life. But you're now active again. I know, but I'd like to reverse back a little bit because when I came home from hospital, about four weeks after coming home from hospital, I had a relapse and I lost power in the whole right side of my body and I was I was unable to walk. So I found myself waking up one morning and suddenly... I was, you know, I wasn't able to come down the stairs. I, I put my foot under me. It was like having a dead leg. It was there, but yeah. I, it couldn't hold me up. 
So I was on to be a consultant. I rang, obviously, everyone's over the phone back then. You know, there's nothing, I couldn't, there's nothing in, in person. And that conversation was very much about uh, how was your house kit out for wheelchair use? Have you ramped your front door? Have you a toilet downstairs? And they're going like, I'm not ready for this. Like, I have to point out to people that you bounded into studio. You're not in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, and that's the thing. And for them few, for, 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 and for that whole while, I was not able to move. But again, thankfully to the, we will talk to Dr. Hugh now shortly about all the advances that have been in, that's been in uh, medication and stuff. I am someone who has got my life back because of the research and because of the medication and how MS has changed people and how, sorry, and how the advances in treating MS have actually changed people. Did it help you to talk to people online, I suppose, during 100%. COVID who already had had a diagnosis and Ab- shared their experiences with you? Absolutely, I suppose I like, I found out through what in, what MSR and offer is that there's there's a that there's a whole lot there's a whole community out there with MS with people doing wonderful things and I was looking I was looking up to actually to actually connect with MSR and to be able to utilize information that, that that they have on offer like I look on their website which is uh, www.ms-society.ie and that was the main that was my main hub and everything else off that it should it it gave me access to to webinars, to information, to stuff like that. You, you have many passions, as uh, you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. coaching uh, people in sport and so on. But motorsport is one of your passions, yes. and that's become part of your life now. That's com- yes, I I spend most weekends up and down the length and breadth of the country. Myself and another man called Killing Duffy, we had uh, we we basically we interviewed drivers at the end of, at, at the end of stages. So when a driver comes off a stage of rally, I'm there using Facebook Live with a microphone in their face, and I interview them to see how the stage went. So a lot of people in the most part world would actually know me. So I use that for the for the benefit of you know I'm someone with MS who is active. I, I don't hide the fact that I have MS, but I show them that I can lead a very active lifestyle. I'm like I'm I'm showing my age here. I'm like Annika Rice. When she was bounced off the helicopter, I'm a bit like her when it comes to most weekends, bouncing around the place. Yeah. Now, have you any um, effects at all of the MS, or is medication uh, and everything else your own activity keeping it at bay? Yeah. Um, you know, I I suppose y- yes. Uh, I. I just sorry, just just repeat the question again to me about medications. I mean, do you take medications? Is that what has you as active and free of symptoms as you are, uh, or are you in remission? I I no I I'm uh, there's a very I'm thankfully a very successful treatment plan has me the way I am, and and that and my lifestyle. Um, I've put in a lot of work into changing my lifestyle. Um, a lot of changes I've made compiled with my medication has me where I am today. Well, um, you're obviously enjoying uh, life to the full <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and living well with uh, MS. Well. Dr. Hugh Carney, um, the treatment of MS, I mean, number one, it often afflicts uh, kind of people who are relatively young, doesn't it? Absolutely, people in their yeah. tw- late 20s, early 30s, mm, it mm. might begin. Absolutely. So I suppose MS generally, it's a disorder of the immune system. Um, and, wh- and what happens is the immune system recognises the coating of the nerves as being something foreign. So normally our immune system... This is the myelin sheath, as they Exactly, call it. yeah. So it's a bit like uh, the plastic coating on a wire that insulates yeah. it. And if that's stripped back, in effect, you get a short circuit. And that's when the symptoms emerge. So Andy mentioned at one stage his right arm and his right leg weren't working. So those parts of the nervous system would have been exposed as a result of the immune system attacking or stripping. Okay, so it's, it's like you've got two live wires and mm. if the plastic is stripped off and they touch, you get a short. Exactly. So... 
because it's a disorder of the immune system, it tends to present between the ages of 20 and 40. It's much more common in women than men. Um, and the symptoms aren't always clear to people when they first present because they wouldn't have any particular reason to think. How long does it take then to develop, you know, from the moment mm. that the myelin sheath might be begin to be affected mm. to the time when you have to go and get a diagnosis? I mean, is it months, weeks, years? It's very variable. And I suppose as Andy described in, in, in his uh, interview there, he it, it depends on person and there are a number of personal factors in terms of what other medical conditions the person might have, what are their circumstances, how are they feeling generally in themselves. Um, and it then depends on where in the nervous system uh, this this problem presents. So, so some areas will become apparent very quickly. So for ex- a common example, a quarter of people would present with uh, pain behind the eye and difficulty uh, seeing out of an eye. And it's a condition called optic neuritis. And that's very apparent very quickly. And, and people tend to seek medical attention, whereas other things can be a little bit more subtle. Um, so, for example, if you've numbness on a leg, it, you could think maybe I've slipped a disc, hurt myself, played too much football at the weekend, whatever the case may be. Um, but with uh, assessment, we can then get to the root. of. Yeah. Do we understand why, you know, it's not there in childhood, for example? Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, you rarely if you get mm. to your 60s, you're probably not going to get it. Yeah. So I suppose um, in terms of the, the causes of it, um, one of the big things um, that's come out in, in the last year, one of your frequent contributors, Professor Luke O'Neill, described a really important paper last year um, discussing uh, the importance of Epstein-Barr virus. Uh, and this is a virus that many, if not all of us, are exposed to. But what seems to happen in MS is the immune system overreacts or over-responds to that virus. And there's a, there's a process called molecular mimicry. In other words, a part of the virus looks very much like to the immune system, like the coating of the nerves, the myelin. Ah. So there's this trick that happens and then the immune system continues to attack the myelin, thinking it's attacking a virus. So this has really changed how we thought about MS. And I suppose at this point in time, our treatments are focused on the immune system. But looking towards the future, what we now need to think about is how can we take this virus out of the equation? OK, um vaccination against Epstein-Barr virus? Absolutely, yeah, that's a really important point. And I suppose that's one of the learning points from COVID. We've, you know, there there are many uh, stories that emerge from COVID depending on people's circumstances. Is there a genetic component to this? There is a genetic component, but it's not, there's not one single MS gene. All right. No, because people Mm. have MS in the family, they might Mm. be worried that they Mm. will uh, contract MS, but that's not, uh, not a strong link. So, there's a slight increased risk, but I think if you compare it to other diseases, it's it's not as strong. So it's it's a cluster of genes. It's what you might call polygenic rather than a single gene. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that means you, you can develop a sort of a genetic profile where you're primed to develop an autoimmune disease. So there are many autoimmune diseases such as rheumatoid arthritis, thyroid disease and so on. And, and all of these you can see in families of people who have AMS. So there's sort of a background profile to the person where their mm. immune systems are that sort of highly tuned to, 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 to kind of going into overdrive and turning yeah. on, the, on the self. So uh, going forward, I mean, the current medications, what did they do? What are they designed to do? So broadly speaking, the current medications dampen down the immune system. And by dampening down the immune system, that lessens uh, the number of attacks on the nerves. And does, does that get you more colds, though, and flus and sniffles and all the rest? I think 
in the right circumstances and, and with management. So with close work with an MS nurse uh, and with the whole MS team, it can be done safely and appropriately. And, and that's what we, we in St. James's Hospital aim to do is when we diagnose somebody, the f- one of the first things we would say is this is treatable to put the person's mind at ease, because what we would like to do is to change perception of this disease. As Andy said, he's living well with MS, he's on treatment. And when we diagnose somebody um, in our clinic, what we would say is you can continue to live well, continue to work, continue to play football, continue to do everything and life will go on. But we would like to get you on treatment. And one of the advantages of treatment is that if it keeps the disease in remission, the person can then engage in therapies such as physiotherapy, occupational therapy and and other such. Yeah, there's talk of a more holistic approach to it rather than simply a drug uh, driven approach. Yeah, very much so. And and that's really at the heart of what we do in St. James's Hospital is we we want to see things uh, in the round. Um, and it's not just a fo- focus on pharmacology, even though we, we would very much uh, s- suggest to each person that they sh- should consider starting a, a medication. We, we would in the next breath say this is Gillian, our specialist physiotherapist and Claire, our specialist occupational therapist who can help people in many different facets of their life so that they're not limited and not restricted and able to continue living and working. Yeah. And in terms of really the, uh, I suppose, the frontiers of science, are they Mm. looking at any way in which they might alter the uh, genomic makeup of the myelin sheath in order that the immune system would not do what it's doing at the moment? Yeah, I mean, there are many exciting uh, avenues and directions in in MS research. So in St. James's Hospital, I've been involved in MS research. I'm currently involved in a project that's looking at measuring the immune response to Epstein virus uh, with my colleagues in the immunology department. Um, I've also recently be- become involved in a Science Foundation Ireland funded centre called Future Neuro, uh, which will allow me to collaborate with a range of different scientists. Um, and I think one of the things that's important with science is, as, as you've been aware, and, and many people have been aware, is public engagement. And we, and we want to get the news out there that um, this work is happening in Ireland and, and we would like to take a lead on, on new developments. Well, MS. next uh, Tuesday, um, it's MS, uh, World MS Day, and there'll be a whole pile of profiles available in different media of people who are living well yes. with MS. Yes. Is that right, Andy? Yes, and uh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's lots of activities planned uh, throughout the whole country, not just in Dublin, but throughout all the... There's lots of coffee mornings and, and care centres. I know there's engagement with policymakers in Linter House here in Dublin on Tuesday. There's Patient, patient information event at Trinity College. Uh, the deal actually accumulate with uh, landmark buildings across Dublin, all 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 being lit up to actually celebrate World MS Day. But is it f- full details? Uh, check out the website ms-society.ie. They're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. There's lots of uh, lots of places to find out what's actually going on. Uh, I just want to add as well, Pat. I want to say a massive thanks to Dr. Hugh and all those like him, who who by his work is actually has people like me here here today, and not just Hugh, but the people involved in. The in in MS Ireland as well, uh, you've got Eva Allison who are doing who are doing amazing work and the whole team. They're the reasons I'm here talking to you today. As I say, you bounded in <laughs> and you'll be bounding out of the studio. Andy, thank you very much for thank joining you. us. Uh, Andy Walsh, living well with MS, and Dr. Hugh Carney, neurology consultant in St James Hospital. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.